This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome back to Buffalo Sports Banter, everybody, and it's good to have you. Uh, we're recording this actually on the 22nd of June, which is NBA Draft Day. Uh, obviously, Buffalo doesn't have an NBA team, but still uh, still cool to talk about. We'll definitely talk about we have a little connection later on in the show. Hunter is going to bring it up. But uh, Hunter, how are you doing? It's another another good Thursday to, to talk some Buffalo sports. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and it absolutely is. I know. We've kind of reached the point where we're done with uh, NBA, NHL gameplay, and now we, we're into the time of this little area of draft weeks uh, upcoming for both sports. And then you really do get into what many call the dog days of summer with uh, really what I could think of as MLB baseball, MLS soccer. And then we do have the Women's World Cup this year for soccer, um, but it is that time to soon to come. But uh, to start it off, let's actually discuss a little bit about down the line um, a – Quite a coincidence, might I say, uh, for both of Buffalo's pro sports teams. Uh, they'll be playing on the same day and at the same time. That's right. Sunday, September 24th, week three NFL pits the Bills going down to Landover, Maryland to play the Commanders at 1 o'clock. And then an hour later, uh, in our nation's capital of Washington, D.C., the Sabres will open their preseason campaign at the Capitals at 2. So from 2 o'clock and on, you'll have both teams of Buffalo playing the same city's other teams, say uh, commanders and capitals. I think that's pretty coincidental. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and yeah, it's only preseason, but still it's cool. I mean, especially with the Sabres, like, yeah, for most teams, you might say, oh, it's the preseason hockey, but for the Sabres, like you got a lot of young guys that are looking to make this roster, right? You got Savoy, you got Coolidge, you got, I mean, you go down the line, there's a million guys, Ryan Johnson. And I mean, there's down the line, right? So it is going to be one of those games where, for Sabres fans, you might want to you might want to tune in, even though it's preseason. Like you might, it might be a game that you say, "All right, I want to see how these guys look. I want to see who we want, who I want to make the roster." And yeah, so and obviously the Bills, it'll be a little little bit of a bigger game because it's regular season. Um, I'll definitely have that one on the big screen, where I'll probably have the Sabres one on on the, on the laptop. But yeah, I mean, it's still. I mean, I I don't know if I've ever seen that happen at yeah. least in our lifetime. It's probably happened, but probably long maybe early 2000s but i mean yeah it's cool it's, it's really cool to see that happen um shocked that they kind of scheduled it that way maybe they didn't care too much because it was a preseason game where they were just like uh oh, whatever but um hopefully they can go to and all that day and hopefully they can at least get the bills to win right i mean at least get the regular season game to win right um it'd be unfortunate if the sabers won and the bills lost um it'd be unfortunate if they both lost and what the city were Washington DC would have be able to hold that over our heads all year. Uh, even though I feel like both teams for the for Washington are going in the opposite directions that both teams for the for Buffalo is going, especially the Sabres. I feel like the Caps are gonna start, you know, seeing you're seeing a big dip probably the next few years. Um, commanders. Who knows what's going on with the commanders? I mean, they got their whole ownership situation going on. They I don't even know. I mean, Sam Howell will probably be their quarterback, right? Unless I'm forgetting somebody that went there, signed there. But I think it's Sam Sam Howell. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, they're gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game, interesting day. Um, especially to see how Buffalo fans handle it. If they, so most of them just go, you know, I'm just gonna watch the Bills game, or if some of them do try to try to watch both. But yeah, I mean, that's cool. I I don't know if we'll, I don't know if I'll see that next time. We'll see that happen. Um, and if we'll ever see, I don't know if we'll ever see a this happen with two regular season games. That'd be something interesting, like in November, if they had that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's I, that's a cool little fact. I, I didn't even notice that when the schedule came out. Yeah, it definitely caught my eye. I actually have plans to be at the Bills and Commanders game, so um, I'll depending on the Wi-Fi, I'll have to give the Sabers a score check. I would have been great to see that game be pushed to seven o'clock, so that fans could even make both if they wanted, if they were in uh, the DMV area there. But uh, guess the schedules will provide otherwise. But neat little tidbit that I happen to come across, and yeah, so we'll see how it goes. And uh, what we have, well, three months and two days. Yeah, maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll actually like change it, you know. Maybe start a petition. We cool. Could be. Well, we can see about that. Get a little Buffalo petition going. Hey, let's have both games. Have us be able to go to both games. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely talk about that when that gets to that time. Um, talk about that day. Just see what we did. What what we thought about how the, the dynamic of it. I know if you're there, you definitely have a different dynamic than me. If I'm watching it both on TV, but yeah, cool little thing. I just know what you guys think about that. Like, if you guys think, oh, I'll be watching both, or I'll just be watching the Bills, or even if you just be watching the Sabers, um, <clears throat> that'd be interesting to me to see if people are just going to watch the Sabers one. But yeah, cool little thing. More hockey, though. I want to get into real quick. Uh, you actually just brought it up right before the show. I believe it came out what ten minutes ago, fifteen just minutes ago. About. Yeah, it's ten fifteen minutes ago. The NHL announced another another great move by Batman here uh we were talking about this before the show how much I love Batman as commissioner um <laughs> but yeah apparently no warm-up jerseys like as in like no pride jerseys no military jerseys for them coming up this year they'll have warm-up jerseys but no uh decorative special. yeah special yeah. decorative ones um which obviously there was a lot of talk this past year I believe it was Eric Stahl Right, it wasn't it wasn't Jordan. It was Eric Stahl had that whole controversy, and there were a couple other players that had the controversy. But his was just funny to me because he just had the whole, "Oh, I've I've never worn it," and it's like, dude, there, there's proof, there's video proof of you wearing these jerseys in the past. And he was like, "No, no, no, I did, I didn't wear them." I'm like that that was just hilarious to me. But yeah, so they, I guess they don't want controversy. I mean, I'll let you give your thoughts on the on the decision first, and then I'll I'll say a little thing about it. Hopefully, not get too too intense about it but go ahead yeah I would disagree with this I mean I think that what happened last year is I'm sure not the most preferred way of it going but I think that's fine if you don't want to wear a a certain topic of a jersey that's fine but you will have to deal with any criticism that comes your way Um, I I think that's a fine way to go I know Ivan Provorov uh, the Sabres Ilya Labushkin uh, Stahl from uh, currently in Florida uh, they all didn't have to be the pride jerseys that they didn't wear. And I think that's fine um, if you don't want to, but you need to deal with any criticism that comes your way because why should we take away the jerseys for those that don't mind or even support wearing them? Um, I would support the cause why we wear them, why we see them worn. So I think that's uh, really unfortunate to see the whole issue just being not issue, but the whole topic being shot down and now we can't celebrate uh celebrate pride uh we can't celebrate military history um i that which even I, I i was a huge fan of some of the um native american designs i know vancouver and seattle were a couple examples of spectacularly designed jerseys that 
according to this, uh, we might not really be seeing on the ice anymore. So that's really unfortunate to see. Uh, that would be an example of nationalities and heritages not being able to be celebrated in that manner in which they were. So very unfortunate to see. Uh, I would heavily disagree with with that call from wherever it came from. Yeah, I mean, at the at the, I'll say this: at the end of the day, am I going to be like super upset about it? No. Like at the end of the day, yeah. I do I disagree with it? Yes. But I I mean, I think it's foolish to make a big deal about wearing a jersey. I mean, I kind of I like I got the I, I did understand to an extent, like Labushkin or Provorov or because they were both because of. I think Provorov involved some of his religion, while Labushkin actually only said he felt that he was in danger. It didn't have to do with religion, so maybe a little bit of a difference there. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. I get standing up for what you believe in. I fully get that. But at the end of the day, right, you're wearing a jersey for what twenty minutes, half an hour, warmups, half an hour. Like, stadium's not even full by that. Like, I I just I I don't understand it to that extent. To like, oh why is it that big of a deal to wear it? Like, even if you don't agree, I don't, I don't understand. Um, but at the end of the day, this is a decision they're making. I, it, it, to me, it just seems like it's Batman and the rest of the NHL saying, we don't want to deal with this. So we're just going to get rid of it completely, which that's the part that kind of bothers me. It's like, really, you're not going to do that or you're not going to do something different, try something different. Even if it, even if they did, got rid of jerseys and made it something else like oh tape they're gonna wear this the tape that's pride colored or um like military color, like appreciation games where they had the tape like that like that maybe maybe they just said okay we're just gonna limit it to that but just to come out and say oh we're not we're not doing any jerseys like that that's a little crazy to me because again what if there is a guy in the nhl that's part of the lgbtq community and now what are they supposed to think Right. Like they're supposed to there are they're probably a little on edge already. Probably. I mean, if I don't think there is one player that's ever come out right in the NHL, but not currently. I believe there may have been a Predators uh, prospect. I don't know if he made the NHL, if he only got to like the ECHL. But we, we don't we don't know. There might very well be one that yeah. hasn't outed himself or want, wanted to do that yet. And now it maybe he supported that opportunity and now it's taken away. So that's yeah. unfortunate. And like. Yeah, that's my thing is like, that's the thing. And I, I don't understand the whole, oh, we shouldn't, people shouldn't ask them. Questions. Like they're, they're, this is their profession. This is part of the, the job description is to do stuff like this and answer why. Doesn't it, we don't have to make a big deal. Like if, the, like I, like I said, I understand to the extent, to a certain extent, some of the reasons why certain players didn't wear them. Um, but then again, like what, like there's players like Eric Stahl, why should he, like, he should be questioned, right? Like that makes sense because he did wear it in the past. And, and we know that his government is not going to be uh, after him for doing such a thing. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm not gonna make a big deal out of it. I'm going to say, okay, whatever. It's that's what that makes it easier. If that's what makes people, people happier, go ahead. That's, that's what they, we got to do. But at the end of the day, I'll also think it's it's not that big of a deal who really cares, but you know, it, that's the NHL's decision. Maybe they'll change it in a few years and years from now. Um, or make, make it optional. If you want to wear it great, if you don't cool. And if it's not all uniform, once pun their uniform uniforms, yeah. so be it. So what if you don't all wear the same thing in warmups? Yeah. Uh, should not be a big deal. 
yeah yeah we'll see though um just a little thing not not too big i know we kind of went on there for a little bit but at the end of the day not a huge thing um but you actually speaking of the we were talking about the nba draft earlier you have a little little connection there that if you want to go ahead and inform everybody listening what it is absolutely um, so cool. so yeah today is the 2023 nba draft uh those that follow the sport uh we all pretty much know that unless uh something uh, catastrophically uh unless the spurs want their building to be burnt down by their fans <laughs> yes that, <laughs> which would be catastrophic yeah. unless something like that occurs in the next two hours and 50 minutes uh victor Wembanyama will be the first overall pick uh he hails from uh france and why that relates to Buffalo is that in 1970, actually, the, I believe you would say the first ever Buffalo Sabre, if I'm not mistaken, Jobert Perot uh, was picked first overall in the 1970 draft. Um, and he is from Victorville, Quebec. So, of course, there's a little French French heritage connection there. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, and, yeah, and that's a way to kind of relate uh, so a Buffalo uh, aspect of a first overall pick to the NBA, which we once had, but we don't currently. Uh, and so, yeah, I think I find that pretty interesting. Yeah. And you, you, it's, you're starting to see it. You saw it and you've seen it in hockey for years, but you're starting to see it in basketball, more um, overseas players coming in and more foreign players coming in. I mean, in, even, even Canada, you're seeing a lot of like, right. Just up North, you're seeing a lot of Canadians come down, but you're seeing a lot of the French and um, you're seeing a, just a lot of players. I mean, the, right now there's an argument probably that the top four or five players in the NBA are all foreign players, right? Right. Like you got you know, Embiid, Jokic, all them, and now when when Yama's coming in, I mean Doncic, Luka Doncic's there. So yeah, it's cool to see, um, and just the whole French heritage and going to you know smaller markets. Yep, I Buffalo, mean, San, San Antonio, right? San Antonio, I feel like yes, it's a smaller. Like some people might think, oh, compared to Buffalo, they're definitely big. I mean, yeah, they're definitely bigger than Buffalo, but when you got Dallas Mavericks in the same in same state. I mean, it's, it's going to be a little tough for, for you to take over that. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's cool to see him going there. I mean, obviously the Spurs had had a pick a while ago with David um, – David Robinson was first overall and then Tim Duncan as well. So they, they've had their, their lottery luck. And I believe – I don't know if you – I completely blanked on if you said this. That was the expansion draft, right, for the Sabres was 1970? Right, but, but I believe he was not a, on a previous NHL team. Yeah, but, yeah, right. But they, yeah, is them in Vancouver? Vancouver, okay. Yeah, so I mean, cool, th- cool little thing. I mean, Spurs might be the luckiest team ever in the lottery. Um, Sabers obviously have not had that luck, so I guess there's another connection. Um, I mean, not connection, maybe a little, uh, it's it's yeah, it's not a connection. It's just funny how San Antonio's gotten lucky in, a lot in the lottery, and the Sabers. We all know what happened when they were supposed to get the first overall pick uh, a couple years ago, but they did get it with Darlene, though. I will say that they did get it with Darlene, another foreign player, another and foreign Owen player, well. and Owen Power, and Owen Power. So I mean, I guess maybe, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, I, maybe I was just thinking just because of Eichel, like that's the big one, right? You know, we, McDavid should have should have been a Saber. Uh, I think a lot of people listening probably feel the same way. He should have been a Saber. Um, but yeah, a little cool, cool little thing. And you got anything else on that? Um, yeah, well, not really. I mean, we'll see how the rest of tonight goes. I, I don't believe there are any actual Buffalonians or Buffalo connections. I could be wrong. I'd love to be wrong uh, with with that that are eligible tonight. Um, I don't think so. 
but what, we will see what what uh, what transpires. Yeah, we will. We will see. I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's any players f- even from Buffalo or played in Buffalo or anything that are in the NBA draft today. I mean, we'll probably find out though watching it. But um, yeah, I mean, a lot of NHL talk we're gonna have today. That's the one thing we should have said that at the beginning. But you know, that's just how it is. We're gonna talk about a lot of NHL. I know last time we talked all Bills. Um, kind of flip-flopping here. We had one where it was no Bills or Sabres. It was just Bandits, Bisons, uh, and Mercs. But, yeah, so we're, today's going to be a lot of NHL. Um, I, obviously, the, in a week and a half-ish, there's going to be the NHL um, free agency opening up. But there's still some Sabres news. Big topic that's been going on that I'm actually going to go with Olofsson trade. I'm going to go with that. That's been going around. Is Olofsson going to get traded? Um, there's uh, the league experts expect him to be traded this year or this off this summer. And it was kind of a topic with Sabres fans. I feel like before that report came out, um, I know when they, when he scored late in the season, I think it was like one of the last games of the year. It might've been the last game of the year. Um, I even, I think tweeted out just, Oh, is this the last goal we ever see him uh, score in a Sabres uniform? And, I I mean, I gave you my thoughts a little bit before. Um, I'm going to tone them down a little bit here. But, it, it, yeah, I, I've been ready for it. I've been ready for him to move on, especially if you can get, like, a top four defenseman out of it with him and maybe a pick or maybe him and a prospect or whatever it is. But I will say he he's he's not as bad as people say he is. But I just think he's run his course, and you can save that what four million, four and a half million dollars, I believe his contract is four and a half million dollars. You can save, and you can give these other younger guys a chance. And it just for me, it seems like he would disappear time from time to time. He would maybe go on three game stretch where he has two or th- three or four goals, right? But then it seems like he would go fifteen games without even a point, not even a goal, just not even a point. Um, and yeah, I mean, they get it. he can score goals. He's got a good shot, but Sabres got plenty of those guys. Plenty of those guys that have an amazing shot that can that can really get uh, put the puck in the back of the net. So I think if you can get a defenseman out of them, uh, I know there's been some talk with defensemen that we'll definitely get into in later episodes. But I'm ready for it. I'm ready for him to move on. Uh, no hard feelings with Olsen for me. Just yeah, I'm ready for him to move somewhere else. So uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I, I know I was actually a big supporter of him going back to probably 2019. He was, to me, a Mr. Power Play. If you set him up uh, right in that the right circle, I mean, he was money uh, from what I remember. But, I mean, if that's just about all you're capable of, and it's been four years now since then, and it, the production definitely, I would say, has declined, um, I would say that if the right deal comes about, uh, definitely don't be afraid to take it. However, I wouldn't I – wouldn't, uh, kind of recklessly shop him around and take the first deal necessarily. Yeah. Uh, but I would test the market, see what comes up. I, I've heard some uh, talk. I, I don't know the source credibility or if it's legitimate. I know it, it would not include necessarily a defenseman, but uh, him and some picks involving for Carter Hart. So kind of a consolation prize. I know this will lead into another topic here. Uh, if you Maybe if you weren't able to get Hellebuck, if you are going after him, um, if you're going after another goaltender, um, I know that Carter Hart may be moved from Philadelphia, so that could be a team possibly to, that we see Olsen end up with. It gets to be teammates once again with Rasmus Ristolainen. Um, 
But yeah, so that's kind of what I would say. Don't rush it. But if the right deal comes about, don't uh, get cold feet necessarily. Yeah, I, I that's actually a perfect segue because we were going to now then talk about the Levi UPL tandem and that kind of can go in, in, in hand in hand with this a little bit with Olsen being traded. There's been a lot of talk about maybe the Sabres trade for a goalie. Do I think they will? No, I think they will go into the the year with Levi and UPL. I mean, I I don't know if you caught Kevin Adams' press conference. I caught just just a little bit of it yesterday. Um, and he it seems it seems again like they are content with that. Now again, could they be lying? Yes. Are they going to look into it? Yes. He's also said that he kind of came out and said, "Look, it's part of my job to make sure I know every single possibility." And I know the market on people, even if they're not interested in them, just to know what the market is for him, just to gauge what his guys might be worth. But I, it just feels like they're comfortable with the UPL Levi, because when you when you talk about Hellebuck, at least, that's the one with me where that one makes less sense than maybe Carter Hartwood. Just because Hellebuck is on a one-year deal, you'd probably have to give him an extension, right? You're not just going to rental him. It'd be a four- or five-year extension. Are you going to give him a four- or five-year extension and then – for what nine million bucks, and then have what him and Levi and Levi play 20 30 games a year? Probably not. Um, where Hart could I, I could see it being, I don't know what his contract is right now. I'm actually gonna look it up real quick. Um, could be more of a rental deal, um, where he's just you know here for a year or two. Um, he is, this is his last year of his contract, so he'd be up after this year. So, yeah, it could be a rental deal. That that one would make a little more sense to me um, than Hellebuck. But I think they're going to go in with, with Levi UPL, and I've seen a lot of people talk about this and say it's not a good reason that they haven't had any, that much NHL time. I, and I think, it's a, I think it's a valid reason. They played, I think, 48 combined games in the NHL together, or like both of them. I mean, Levi's never played more than 30 in a season or 40 in a season. He's got I just, five, six. <laughs> yeah, I, I just – so for me, it's just – it's a risk because if – from what I saw from UPL towards the end of the year was not something I I was very excited about going into this year now. Do I still think he can turn around? Yes, easily. I mean, he's right. He's, he, he, he has the tools. He can very easily turn around. Levi, on the other hand, I know it was seven games. I'm sold on him already, but I don't know if I want to play him 40 or 50 games this year. I think I would maybe want to stay around that 30 mark. Um, even And I know that he would want to play all, all 82 if he could, but he's played seven games. Like, he's never played that long of a season. He's never played that many games in a season. So for me, I'm I'm really back and forth on the goalie thing. I don't think you can go wrong in any way. I think it's, I, I'm not going to be mad if they go in with Levi UPL, but it's very risky. And if we get through the first half of the season, if the Sabres get through the first half of the season and they're hovering around 500, Levi's playing well, or UP, one of them's playing well, the other one's not. You got to think then at least at the trade deadline to make a move. So that's, I, I would agree with that. Actually, I would agree with, Waiting until the trade deadline to see what you got with UPL and Levi. I think Levi obviously is never going to be. I don't think he'll be traded. I think I could see UPL traded down the line at the trade deadline. So now that I think about it, I guess I never thought about it that way with just it could be a trade deadline thing um, instead of just forcing it in the offseason. And then what if that doesn't work? Then you just got rid of UPL for whatever goalie you brought in. So I, I, I think it's 
it's going to be an interesting thing to see. I think you definitely don't want to bring in a guy that like Hellebuck that will take 20, 30 games away from Levi. Um, or 20-ish games. I think you sit Levi at about 30. You sit UPL at around 20 or 30. And then the last 10, whoever's playing the best, right? Uh, or the last 20, whoever's playing the best. Or even if you bring somebody else in the trade them. So I think I, I don't think you can really go wrong. Because even if they did get Hellebuck, don't get me wrong, I think that'd be phenomenal. Um, I think he'd be obviously a great piece. He's a phenomenal goaltender. But I'm going to side with keeping Levi bringing in maybe a bridged goaltender um, or riding Levi UPL until the deadline and seeing what you got. Cause who knows UPL could come out and just absolutely dominate just like to Levi. To me, I feel like that it could have, you could have seen a trend last year with Omar and Swayman in Boston. How can you model your, what you have to, to be exactly like that? So I don't know the exact breakdown of the games played. It was, it, I believe like something like 50, 30, uh, maybe it was 55, 25 in favor of Allmark or a little less than that. I'm looking um, it up right now. Hold okay. Because that was extremely successful. I mean, Jeremy Swayman, you could argue, could have started nearly anywhere else, maybe save uh, Tampa Bay with Vasilevsky, New York with Shesterkin, and um, the Jets with Hellbuck at times. But I think if you can find a way to model your setup like that, I think that would be spectacular. I want you. I do. I am very curious to see if uh, other team you see that as a trend following with other teams, or if it's a different way of, of school of thought. Yeah, um, and it's looking or Allmark started forty nine games okay. or started forty eight. Sorry, Swayman started thirty three. And then they had Kin- Kincaid, actually. Dalton Kincaid, what? Um, <laughs> yeah, Dalton Kincaid started one game for them. No, um, yeah, they had another goaltender start one game for them. Um, what I will say is this. When it comes to goaltending, you've seen a trend the past few years. You haven't really needed a top-tier goaltender, right? The only one that really in the past few years is what, Vasilevsky? That's one that's like a top, top-tier. Because what, Kemper? Not really top-tier. Um who was goal, goal, Holtby, was it, for Washington? That goes back to the Vegas 2017 series. Uh, yeah, well, Holtby, I mean, well, I mean, Lightning had, what, three of them they were in? Three appearances, two wins, right? Yeah, so they had two of the wins. And then you got Vegas this year, what, Aiden Hill? Yeah, so, no. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I think goalie's a, t- a, tough, a tough topic in the NHL. Because, yeah, do you want a great one? Oh, yeah, of course. You want a top tier. You'd want a hell of a buck at all times. But is it that important? That's the question, I think. And is it worth giving that much up? Because for Hallibuck, you'd probably have to give up a pretty good prospect, a second-round pick, maybe maybe even more, maybe a lot more than that even. I've seen what... uh, Jack Quinn maybe required in such yeah. a deal. So I don't think that one where Carter Hart might be more of you know, a second-round pick and a that, low That's a deal probably. that I've seen Olsen involved in. Uh, yeah, it could be like Olsen a second yeah. and – you, a low end prospect, not like a Coolidge or a, a Rosen, but maybe like uh, maybe Kiaskov or something like that. But yeah, you, you know, you you would see you would see a, a better package. So I'd be more in favor of Hart. I think that's an easy easy topic there, an easy conversation. And again, I don't think they can really go wrong. I really don't. It's going to be hard for them to go wrong. So they, I mean, Kevin Adams. Look, I, Kevin Adams is kind of like Brandon Mean in 2019 to me 
you see, you're seeing the uptick. You're seeing players make progress. Yeah, there's some moves that you're like, okay, that's weird. But he's, he hasn't given me a big reason to doubt him yet. And I, I don't know if you think the same way, but I, I, he has not given me a single reason. Honestly, if anything, he's given me a million more reasons to trust him than not to with the way he's handled drafts, the way he's handled trades, everything. Signings, too. I mean, you got Tager's great deal, Cousins' great deal. Looking like Darlene's going to be on a good deal. Power could be on a good deal as well. I think I think I'm hearing eight by an eight by eight, so eight million over eight years. So again, he seems like you know he knows what he's doing. So I'm going to trust him. I think it's I think that's that simple. And until he makes a move that I look at in a year from the move being made and say, "Wow, that was bad," I'm going to trust him. Because even Brandon Bean's made one or two bad moves. Right? Everybody does. Everybody in every sport makes bad moves. That's why I never understand people who go crazy over one move or two moves. It's like, one, we don't know how it's going to turn out right away. Two, they, they probably know a lot more than us. <laughs> and three, what have they, have they done more good than bad? And to me, Kevin Adams has done a lot more good so I'm going to trust whatever he does, whether it's Olsen being traded, Olsen staying here, UPL, Levi, that whole situation. I'm just glad that um, – what's it called? What was I going to say? I don't think that – they. I don't even know what I was going to say. I just completely lost my train of thought. But, yeah, either way, I think, it was, I think they, they can't really go wrong there. Oh, yeah, I know what I was going to say. Um, you, you won't have Donnie Granato putting him on the power play anymore and starting him over guys that probably shouldn't be scratched um, if Olsen's moved. So that's the only benefit of having him moved. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, Olsen and Olsen, if he's gone, have a good one. It was a good time. You know, could have been better. Wish it would have went maybe even better, but, you know, we had some good times together. UPL, Levi, we'll see what happens. Um, sorry, I just kind of went on like a huge rant there. I know that I even even made myself lose my thought there. Um, but any, you got anything else on this? These two these two topics. I know I kind of just took that up. So I mean, Levi UPL. I don't know if you, you kind of had just a little bit about the um, other goaltenders. But anything else on those two? Yeah, not a whole whole lot more. Um, I think if I had to predict, I do think you'll roll into uh, puck drop on the season with those two uh, as your your working mates there, but we'll see what happens come deadline season in, in uh, February. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll do it. We're going to finish it off with our history. Um, yeah. I really just went on a huge tangent there, didn't I? Um, so we'll go with our history. I'm going to go with, I'll do mine first, which actually you gave me Hunter gave me. Cause I've had, a, it's been a, it's been a week, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a week, but um, so I was unable to find one this week. I, did, I know last week I, I was really proud of mine this week. Still a good one. Buffalo related. Also not really Buffalo sports related, but Buffalo related. Um, but in the NBA draft, 1970, same exact year, the Sabres had the first overall pick. Um, but the NBA draft, Detroit Pistons had the first overall pick. And obviously the Braves were gone by then. Well, actually, they were starting at that Oh, year. wait, yeah. I don't even know what I'm saying. Sorry, I don't even know what I'm saying. But they didn't have the first overall pick. However, Bob Lanier, for those who don't know, Born in Buffalo um, and went to St. Bonnie's. Drafted first overall. Right? I mean, he had a great career. He is a Hall of – is he a Hall of Famer? Uh, I believe he is, right? 
Yes. Yes. He's he averaged twenty one points and twenty points in his career, ten rebounds, block and a half. He ended up coaching for a little bit. Um, eight time All Star, All Star Game MVP, rookie, first team rookie. He's actually got two, his number retired by two NBA teams: the Detroit Pistons and the Milwaukee Bucks. Been All American. His number thirty one retired by St. Bonnie's. So if you ever go to a St. Bonaventure basketball game, you'll see that. And yeah, he was born in Buffalo, New York. Passed away last year, sadly. So rest in peace to Bob Lanier on May tenth. 73 73 pretty 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 solid life there 73 years old um but yeah i mean hall of famer played 14 years draft first overall some other names in that draft nate tiny ultra archibald love that love that one i love i mean i always loved nate him who else were some of the short guys in the league i mean nate robinson obviously the the biggest one probably but yeah i mean he's one of he's part of that crew that people always pin, just put in with him muggsy bogues all them uh pete maravich pistol pete from LSU was in this draft. Uh, Dave Cohen's went in this draft. I mean, a lot of good names in this draft. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was a solid draft there, but number one overall from Buffalo, Bob Lanier. I don't know if there's ever been another Buffalonian go even in the top 10 of an NBA draft. I know uh, Kelvin Murphy, not from Buffalo, but played at Niagara, went to Houston. A lot of Braves fans that that from the generation that I talked to uh, wish that they would have taken him. They instead uh, took, I believe, a guy by the name of John Hummer, um, or, or it was either him or Sven Nader, uh, two names that obviously not many know. So that goes to show the unfortunate there. Uh, although, of course, McAdoo being the best in franchise history uh, was, um, I believe, uh, he had to choose between the ABA's Virginia Squires or the Braves, and he, and he picked the Braves. So, uh, yeah, a little NBA draft Braves history lesson there. I, you know that I could go on and on about that type of stuff. So I'm sure we'll find some more reasons to maybe get into that um, come draft review time or, or free agency time or whatever it might be. But, yeah, so we'll see how the NBA draft goes to lead into that, um, and we'll see what transpires. But for my history fact, uh, we'll head it right back to uh, uh, my – I'll call them a, a unpaid sponsor. <laughs> so once again, shout out to Buffalo Sports History on Twitter. Uh, but this one, I think, uh, just for the the description and, and the wackiness of this, this is quite interesting. So uh, on this day in 1882, so uh, I'm going to try to do some math on that. That's going to be, uh, I'll just say 100 plus years ago. How about that? Um, Bison's one-handed pitcher, Hugh One-Arm Bailey, an Irish-born and ill-tempered hurler, Defeats the Troy Trojan, Trojans and future Hall of Fame pitcher Mickey Welch 17 to 6. Daly's temper was so bad that he never lasted more than one season with any team, including Buffalo. So immediately when I saw that, um, that reminded me of Jim Abbott, the Yankees pitcher who threw a no threw a new hitter, no hitter, uh, actually no perfect game, excuse me, against Cleveland. Um, so little interesting connection there. I know he only had his right. Uh, hand, I believe, um, did not have a uh, left hand, if I'm not mistaken, for Abbott there. But, yeah, one arm daily, uh, one-handed. So I think one arm is a little bit of a, an exaggeration, but uh, fits fits the bill for the time period, I'm sure, uh, in the 1800s there. But, uh, yeah, really interesting. I actually had no clue. I actually thought Jim Abbott was the only uh, one-handed uh, pitcher to – uh, play. I mean, this wasn't MLB baseball, but it's still pretty high level back in the 1800s. So yeah, very interesting there. Once again, uh, Buffalo baseball coming into the history 
uh, to steal a show there. And it is funny. I just looked him up, and so he, he it was his right hand. He, he was a righty. It, when it says it says died unknown, last confirmed alive in 1923. So they don't even know when he died. Um, but yeah, he probably played for five years, which is so that's wild. And I mean, it seems like his stats were pretty good. I mean, he was again, it was a different, completely different era. But he had like a two two uh, 2.92 ERA. That in nowadays that'd be pretty pretty good. I feel like. I mean, I'm not, I know I'm not the biggest baseball guy, but I feel like that'd be pretty good. Um, did you say about the no hitter? Uh, that would well, that was Jim Abbott, of course, not Daly. He uh, did throw one. He threw oh, one. I he threw a no hitter on September thirteenth, eighteen eighty three, a long time ago. Um, and then apparently, yeah, he he led the Union Association in strikeouts in eighty four and struck out nineteen batters in one game. So it seems like I don't know why he lasted only five years. Well, wonder... apparently his temper was so bad. Oh, okay. So imagine to me that seems like if Chris Sale. Uh, from Boston. I know he cut up the White Sox throwback jerseys because he didn't like them, and then he also destroyed uh, a minor league locker room with ceiling. So if that those actions continued, uh, that'd be like him fizzling out because of his uh, anger management issues. But uh, Well, here's actually a little story on Wikipedia. Again, this is Wikipedia, so I'm not going to – I don't know how true this one is. So, yeah, one-arm daily – he lost his left hand in a gun accident early in his life. So that's how he lost it. To compensate, he would fix a special pad over the affected area and caught the baseball by trapping it between the pad and his right hand. Sometimes after long games of having to catch the ball, his stump would become sensitive. So sensitive, in fact, that he once punched his catcher for not heeding his, his warning to throw the balls back to him softer. I mean, I feel like it seems like he probably had a pretty rough life if he uh, shot his own hand off. And then, you know, so, intra- I mean, <laughs> we, you know, I don't even know if we're bringing up a lot of our history facts are are just ra- they're the most random and interesting things that don't even make sense. Sometimes. Like, they're like, what, what is this? It doesn't have the time. It doesn't even have to do with anything. It's just random stuff. Like happening. It's somehow, some ways connected to Buffalo. I know that's the crazy part too. It's like, I, you can make a whole museum just based off things you didn't know that happened in Buffalo. I mean that, that you literally could off based off what we've been learning. So yeah, that's another good one. I mean, I feel like we've, yeah, that's another girl that I don't, I still don't think that tops the, First one you had, which was the Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron being discovered as a from an MLB scout in Buffalo, and also last week's from years. I still can't get over that score. Hope you had the over in that one. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh, imagine how much money you'd lose if you put. Oh my. Um, yeah, I mean, this one's probably the funniest. <laughs> I don't know if we'll get one funnier than that, but that is hilarious. That is that is. <laughs> I just can't get over that. He was a fan favorite. That's what it says. Everywhere he played, he was a fan favorite. That is hilarious that they even put that in there. That is funny. Yeah, he was known for having a surly disposition and not was not well-liked by baseball ex- executive, which was why he changed teams. But, however, he was a favorite of fans wherever he played. That's the last line. So, Hugh Daly, if I don't know if any of you guys are related to Hugh Daly somehow. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I mean, 
I think it's the spelling's not there uh, to match up, but it would make sense if he was to the great golfer John Daly. John, I mean, John Daly has his fair fair share of uh, little incidents himself, but yeah, that's another great one. Great way again to end off the show. I love when we do the history. I mean, last week was a different story because we did the whole um, Mount Rushmore, so and that one took a while. But I, I love ending on what the history is here because it's just yeah, I never know what's going to come out of your mouth, um, and I never would be able to guess what would. Um, <laughs> but yeah, every time I end up loving it. So any last words before we hop off? Let us know by the way, guys, down below what you guys think um, of everything we've said so far obviously we did touch on a little bit of a touchy subject today and controversial topic which we usually don't do we probably won't do too much um in general but it seemed like something that we only heard about and we just had to talk about for a little bit again if you guys disagreed with us that's fine i get it we both get it um so again if you have comments down below we'd love to hear them but again keep them pg just let's let's have all everybody have a good time and just sometimes we'll have to talk about topics like that. But regardless of that, still love lovely show today. A lot of stuff we talked about today. Any last words before we hop off, Hunter? It, not much more than, uh, as always, let's go Buffalo. That could apply to uh, the Bisons uh, as it stands now. And let's wish for some uh, great drafts to come up and the NHL and for agency periods. And so uh, I know it's going to get wacky and wild uh, really from, from here on out with drafts and free agency. So I'm all for it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about coming up, even though it's the off season. Buffalo sports never sleeps, never sleeps, but um, we will see you guys next time. Like comment, subscribe down below. It really helps out building Buffalo. It really helps out the channel. I mean, uh, not even just us, everybody there, go check out their shows. They do a phenomenal job. All those guys um, and just, they're an amazing group. So go check them out. Let us know, comment, like, everything um dm us if you really want to have us ask a question or just give us your opinion let us know uh our inst- our twitters are up here on the screen give us a follow comment on our stuff we love interacting with everybody i love interacting with everybody um so yeah appreciate you guys hunter another great one as always we will see you guys next week